when you first got to the varsity at Hastings, who was the first person to bust your butt? Or what was that welcome to varsity moment? Man, it was crazy. Um, not come to think about it on when I was a freshman coming in, Coach Shirley had me practice with varsity, but I didn't play varsity my freshman year. And uh, it was a balance, a mixed balance of uh, a kid named Chris Bailey, Dante Stiggers, who had uh, played Mississippi State. And um, he actually had, uh, he's coaching in, in, in Fort Bend now. Uh, but those were some of the most skilled athletes uh, I, 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 I played against, mind you, I'm, I'm used to, I'm used to park village apartments. We playing outside or, or on that eighth grade level. Uh, the moment I played against them, I thought I was quick. They showed me well, quick, long and smarter. So that was that reflection moment. It always feel like I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bump my head, lost my mind, insuring them. I'm just fine. I'm good enough, but I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bump my head, lost my mind, insuring them. I'm just fine. I'm good enough, but I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bump my head. Lost my mind, insuring them, I'm just fine, I'm good enough But you be told I need some therapy Initially ain't do it voluntarily, but now I got a legacy Alright, welcome back to another new episode of the Team Player Podcast This is episode 11, y'all I'm fired up about this one I actually, just earlier tonight, I got off of a 20-year reunion call I'm on the committee for the 20-year oh, reunion I'm the class of 02 from Fort Bend, Austin High School And guess what? We he's raising the roof right now. We got the head basketball coach for the Fort Bend Austin Bulldogs, my alma mater. We got Coach Chris O.R. in the house tonight. Welcome to the show, Coach. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me, man, and, and happy 20-year reunion, man. <laughs> I appreciate that, Coach. If you're a part of the team player movement, please make sure you have given us a five-star review. I checked today. We had 21 five-star reviews on Spotify and 18 on Apple Podcasts, man. So we are really building a cool little community here. Uh, leave us those five-star reviews. That, that helps more people find the show. Um, also, those five-star reviews, I got one just this past week. I'm going to read it to you. It, this is from user F-U-S-J-D-J-D. I ain't going to try to pronounce that. So some kind of like little burner account uh, screen name there. But they said, excellent, fast-paced podcast is a must-listen for anyone interested in the world of Texas coaching at the high school, D3, D2, and D1 levels. Coach Kovaleski and guests cover topics with the speed of a Larry Fedora spread offense. So that's definitely an Austin College reference. Larry Fedora, graduate from Austin College. Yeah, he's now coaching USFL. I've been watching him on, on the weekends. But uh, that must be one of my Austin College people left that one. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, leave a review. We'll read it on the show. So, yeah, that, that was great. But uh, hit the follow button to subscribe. Get all the latest episodes in your queue as soon as they come out. We would be honored if the Team Player Podcast made it into your rotation. Keep up with the Team Player Podcast updates by following me on Twitter at Coach underscore Kobo. Coach, I'm fired up about this one because it's kind of funny how you and I got connected. Yes. I, I've been following your team on Twitter because I'm an Austin, I'm, a, I'm an alum. So I do, I just, I follow, I've been following. I, I always thought to myself, you know, this, this basketball coach, I, I didn't, I don't know you at all. And I said, this basketball coach really puts a lot of emphasis on the weight room. I see yep. his kids are, are, are doing cleans. They're wearing thousand pound club t-shirts. They're, they're getting fired up in the weight room on PRs. I'm like, there's something different about this cat. And then sure enough, we have, the, we have an episode of Aislinn Gar uh, Garza and she talks about you. And I put two and two together. Obviously, she's a great strength coach. You're somebody that loves strength and conditioning. So it, it all made yeah. sense. So I guess just, I, I'm just curious. I, I got to ask you now before we even dive into it, just wh what is your, what's your background of strength and conditioning? Because it really comes through on social media. That's a huge importance to you. Man, I got, I have so, I had so many hats, uh, my former life. I'm pretty sure we're going to get caught up with this. I, I used to actually be a personal trainer, uh, okay. when I was in Los Angeles as well. Um, and, uh, from, from there, just strength and condition was one of my, my, uh, one of our core values. When I was in high school under coach Shirley, uh, from freshman all the way up, we were a strength and conditioning program. Mm -hmm. 
I was blessed to also be at Morton Ranch High School, uh, and I got to coach. Man, I got to coach some players. Uh, LJ Crowd is one of them. Uh, his father and his dad kind of opened, uh, reopened my eyes to the level of what strength does on the basketball court. Um, and you got, you got a choice. You either get either the one that's doing the pushing around or you getting pushed around, uh, with L every single year, uh, his stats got better, more efficient, uh, more dominant. And if you look at his senior year compared to his freshman year, his muscle mass grew, uh, also a huge Kelvin Sampson fan, man. Oh, yeah. Um, a big, our, our mantra, our motto, tough teams win. We, we mm-hmm. break it out uh, every single day in the weight room. So, so what we, what we did this year, and we, we actually created our foundation as we're using a college platform, uh, a strength and conditioning program. Now, of course, we're teaching them how to lift the foundational tools. When I got there, uh, I, love, I love Austin to death, but not everybody had that muscle that was required to be successful in that district against EYBL players. So, uh, one of, one, of, one of our values and our brotherhoods are built in that weight room now. Um, sometimes I value the weight room more than on that court because that's where they build that connectivity. And offseason, everybody's playing AAU now. What are we doing to take that next step up? It has to be the weight room. Next year, one thing I can tell you about us is we're not going to be getting pushed around like we did last year. I love it. I love it. I love it. Any parents that are listening, if you have coaches telling you that, that the muscle is going to mess up your jump shot or your swing or any of that kind of stuff, do I, 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 I firmly disagree. I got a great coach with me right now that, that feels the same way. I mean, look at Giannis. Look at what, yes. how Giannis transformed his body. Look at Steph yes. Curry, which I know is one yes. of your dudes. I mean, we'll yes. talk about more about NBA stuff later on. But, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, please, let your kids love that weight room. And yes. Coach OR is, is one of the best in the basketball world, you know, with the strength and condition. But let's talk about, Coach, let's get to know you a little bit better outside of the court. You gotcha. grew up in A-Leaf, Texas. SWAT, the Leaf. SWAT, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, you you went to Hastings. And I, yep. I always love talking to people from A-Leaf. I just think A-Leaf is so unique. And I want to ask you one thing. What what year did you graduate from Hastings? 2004. 2004. So I'm taking yes, a shot here because there's one there's one cat that I knew from Hastings that, that came to Austin and played on our football team. Did you know Brandon Frank by any chance? He would have been two years familiar, older. But that sounds familiar, but I can't put my my, my, my face. I got to look at my Facebook. We might be oh, friends. Yeah, hey, it's a reach. <laughs> it was a reach. I just figured I'd give it a shot. But yeah, so A-Leaf Hastings. <laughs> and, so for people that don't know, A-Leaf Hastings for the, or A-Leaf for the longest time was a, a two-horse town, so to speak, right? There was Elsick. Yep. And there was yep. Hastings. And the unique thing, yep. I'll let you kind of describe this more, they are on the same campus. <laughs> they, I mean, yep. they're, they're next door yep. to each other, these two. Yep. So can you describe to me kind of that dynamic? And also, I am fascinated by the, the way that the zoning worked in A-Leaf. Can you kind of explain how it was yeah. decided, whether you go to Elsick or Hastings? Man, it's crazy because, uh, first of all, it was called uh, A-Leaf High School before it was split. Right. So it wasn't even... L stick and Hastings and and the rivalry was was good. Now I'm still almost guaranteed uh, to say Hastings and L stick is one of the best rivalry sports games that you've ever been. Even even if our where it was uh, 20 years ago, because um, where I live, I live in Park Village Apartments. So yeah, so I lived in uh, we lived in Park Village Apartments, and it's crazy because every morning there's three buses that pulled up. Uh, one bus went to Hastings, one bus went to Elsick, one bus went to Taylor because there was a lottery system. Yeah. Uh, one of the unique things about Ailey is literally it's the luck of, they say it's the luck of the draw where you go. <laughs> uh, my, my, my brother, he went to Hastings. Uh, so, but I got chose for Elsick. It's okay. crazy because you look at it, or look at the multiverse, just through watching Doctor Strange. What would have happened if I had went to LT? But I did not. I said I got to stay home to Hastings, and that was actually my senior year when uh, our junior year when Aleve Taylor opened up. Okay, so it was like. Your boys want my boy, well, my boy Kalu. He went to Taylor. My other boy Chris Lofton was at Elsick, uh, and, and we didn't live too far away from each other. It's it's a unique dynamic. It's a very unique dynamic. That's that's what I was wondering. Is were you there for Taylor? And it sounds like yes, your junior year Taylor Open. And that's that's yep. another thing I've always wondered. So you could live down the street from Taylor. You could live right yep. next. You could, you could walk to Taylor High School, but because of this lottery system, you could be sent across town to Elsick. It's possible. 
So we we were at where we're Empanada, which is right in front of uh, Ailey Taylor. Yeah. And then we moved to I don't know if you know that area much. We moved to Park Village, which is Bel Air and Highway Six, uh-huh. which is five minutes away from Ailey Taylor. Yeah. And we went to Hastings. Wow. I guess I will never quite understand. It made sense when it was all Elsick and Hastings there together. I guess I get it. But that doesn't make sense to me to send a kid who yep. lives next to. But, hey, it, it's been working for him. I mean, obviously, there's a reason. I mean, so let me just ask you, did, did you like it or did you dislike it? I didn't know. Right. I was, I was, and I always say, I always say ignorance is a, not a bad word. Right? right. I just had no knowledge. And then, and then I went to, uh, like when I started coaching at Morton ranch, uh, I was like, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. You got kids that you can go to at a middle school, right? Yeah. Teach them your system and move them on up that, that, you know, who's going here. Like back in the day, it was like on my basketball team at O'Donnell, well, some Jamil then went to Taylor, uh, half guys went to L6. So, uh, uh, high school, who coach couldn't even come down there and start emphasizing his, his sure. culture. Sure. That's what gives, in my opinion, that's what gives coach Shirley, coach Carter, uh, the, 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 the pythons of Hastings so much like respect because all the success that they had, well, you can't, how do you move in at a leaf? He does not move in. It's yeah. I get what I get and I'm going to make it work depending on what I have. And he had 20 multiple, uh, 21 seasons and regional finals and, so much respect for him. You know, you, you mentioned Coach Sherlin, and definitely, yeah, there's no movements, but you guys definitely had talent to work with, like you said. Yes. A, lot, a lot of great players yeah. have come through that district. You said you had Coach uh, Rick Shirley for three years. You had Coach Smallwood for one year, and then basketball yeah, was actually, primer. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, Coach Smallwood was actually the assistant coach. So it was Coach Sherlin, Coach Smallwood for three years, then Coach Carter my senior year. Oh, I see. Okay, so Coach Carter yes, came sir. in your senior year, and you said basketball yeah. is your, your primary sport, but you also ran track. And you played a little Man. bit of football during your middle school days. Okay. So Back tell us day. at O'Donnell, I take it. So what, what were you playing yeah. in, in football? Well, I had a lot, man. Hey, that, that I had gifts, man, that I did not expose <laughs> as it went forward. So I was, I, I played a little running back. I was second string, but I got, I got some yaks. Didn't give me a, uh, didn't give me a touchdown, but that was about seven yards for carry. Okay. Uh, didn't make it to the end zone though. Uh, defensive end too. I like, I like, I like that hit stick, man. But when I got to high school, it was out. Mind you, nobody told me either. Um, and and um, the focus on one sport, but my ignorance was like, hey, I got to just focus on one. Because uh, in track, I was pole vault champion. Um, oh, wow. I ran a 525 mile, got second place, first time ever running. Uh, four by one, four by four, long jump, triple jump. My coaches used to tell me this the dumbest thing you can ever do is to quit track. And it's crazy because I now I preach to my athletes. Um, you can be either led or you can be driven. And sometimes being driven is not is, is not any gifts, and maybe that's why I gifts for my speed and my athleticism. Uh, but I, I, I was a trifecta, and now I, I run miles and stuff now. So it's crazy how the, the, the everything circles back around. Oh, I love it. I love it, man. That, that, that endurance base obviously served you well in basketball, but I, I had a feeling you had a football bone in your body, just the way that you love the off season, the weights. I had a feeling that you were a dude that, that did play some football. Um, let's talk yes, about sir. the big rivalry. Let's talk about the big rivalry. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm a big knuckleheads podcast fan of uh, Q rich and D miles. Like that, that's actually what started this show. I love their show so much. I was like, let's do this with high school coaches instead of NBA players. And so that, that's how we started. Yeah. But uh, Rashard Lewis from Elsick came on their show and he was telling the story yeah. about like his senior year playing against Hastings in the gym, you know, people standing along the baseline. I mean, was that your experience whenever you, you played Elsick? What, what was it like for you and, and who won? Man, <laughs> you, you know, and this is the best way to describe it. I'm not just saying it because I got Ailey bias. Yeah. You remember game two and game three of Memphis versus the Warriors where mm-hmm. it's that whoop, that trick. It, it, it's that yeah. live. <laughs> That's the environment on the freshman B game. Wow. Okay. That's the crazy part of because mind you that we're we we live in the same neighborhood. Right. We on the court at Park Villa saying, "I right, wait till the night is about to go down." Yeah. So it, it it's it's crazy because the rivalry was one of the most refreshing. Uh, but it was at, at the same time it was it was it was it was brutal because because you know the uh <laughs> when ignorance is in the is in the air, bad things could happen. Yeah, sure. And and one of one of the craziest parts that we always had against Hastings and Elsa, I don't see that that much in high school. We had after parties. Okay. At high school. Yeah. So like it was at a ballroom and it went down. Like it was 
it, it, it was any, it was like homecoming, any college homecoming, every Hastings LC game. And, and, and it was, it was just an experience of a lifetime, man. Man. Okay. I'm having fun. This is, this, <laughs> this is great. You, you bring the energy and man, this, this is fun. So let's, Okay, so you didn't answer my question though. Who won the games? Does that mean that Elsa got you? <laughs> my bad. My bad. It was a mix. It was a mix. It was a mix because yeah. it, 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 it was the last my senior year. A shout out to uh, Baron Sauls and that that whole squad. They beat us. Uh, we weren't a team. We, we we were my senior year, but it was a good balance. That's one thing I could say because we yeah. had we had talent for talent, man. And then so let let, let me talk about Taylor. So that they came your junior year, and obviously they've been very successful since they came onto the scene. So was it something where they came on and they just weren't ready yet and you were able to thump them, or did they, they come on and give you all problems? Taylor just needed one year. And I remember like it was yesterday because uh, – so Fendi and Martellus were 05. They were the year right after me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the first year they got in, it was my, my boy Cam Joplin, a lot of good athletes over there. But the following year – you had six, seven, six, seven, yeah. and, and you had athletes there. So uh, um, from there, they were easily able to jump into the rivalry because they had athletes. Right, sure. Yep. <laughs> and, and they had Coach Dunford. Coach Dunford is a heck of a coach. He just retired this past year, a uh, mentor of mine, a uh, friend of mine. Um, he did a great job from day one just building a culture to, to, to mesh and be like that, that gold standard, the golden era of A-League basketball. So you mentioned Martellus Bennett, of course, played collegiate football at AM, and m nine-year NFL career, uh, Cowboys, Bears. And then you mentioned F- uh, Fendi Onabon. And, you know, he, he this I didn't know this about him. I had to kind of research. I knew about Martellus, but I had to research about Fendi a little bit. Originally went to Arizona to play for Lute Olsen basketball. Yes. And then became an NFL player after playing at yes. U of H. So he, he yes. was able to get a four-year NFL career. Uh, so just – some incredible talent, but you also, so you played against them, but you also played against LaMarcus Aldridge. Man. AU. So talk to us about that. So first of all, with uh, uh, Martellus, because he was, he, was, he was more of my, my boy, Brian. He's actually a coach at Tompkins. That was, he was more his boy. They went to middle school together. But every time we used to go out, uh, uh, there's a church that we, that everybody goes to on Friday called Southwest Church. It's called a bridge now. Martellus, uh, the, his dad, because dad can hoop too. Mm-hmm. His whole family was, was, was hoopers. And mm-hmm. uh, Martellus actually went to a and was football and basketball the very first year. Right. Mar- right. Martellus had the potential. He was 6'7 guard. Right. So he was, he was, he was, he was lethal. Uh, Fendi too. Fendi, uh, mind you, he's been huge, uh, uh, since his high school, his high school career, man. So those were battles with LaMarcus. LaMarcus was a, he was my welcome to AAU moments, uh, <laughs> right. because mind you, uh, we didn't have the financial resources to do AAU young. My parents, my, my dad's Nigerian, my mom's Jamaican. And uh-huh. uh, we don't uh, <laughs> education first. Right. So yes, I had to yes. actually get scouted my sophomore year to play our uh, AAU program, which I'm grateful for. It's not at the level that LaMarcus Aldridge's program was for. So I'm like, why are we playing teams like this? So I went yeah. to primetime tournaments, like the local, the low AAU men, and you know, found success. And then uh, we played at the Kingwood Classic. All right, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you ever heard the Kingwood Classic, but between the era of 04 to to uh, 2012, it was some of the most. It was the prime time of high school basketball. Roy Williams, Coach K, uh, every Power Five coach, head coach was in attendance. In my mind, mind you, my, my beautiful, ignorant mind, I'm all like, man, I'm about to get my offers, man. I'm about to show you who I really am. <laughs> we played the Marcus Aldridge team. They 50-pieced us. Right. They're throwing alleys from half court. And yeah. I know we don't see the athletic LaMarcus Aldridge, but 6'10", and our, our, our big man was 6'6", kid from Cinco. Um, I think that <laughs> right. was the wake-up call, understanding that there's levels to this thing called basketball, man. Yes, yes. But it was... It was, it was, I guess it was seeing it from the outside, seeing it, seeing them play. It's like, man, I understand I, that it, that was my first moment of realizing, all right, uh, let, let me enge- uh, evaluate where I'm really at. Yep. And so after you finished up at Hastings, this, I love, I love your collegiate career because it's really unique. And I, I, I just can't wait to dive into this. So out, of, out of high school, your only offer was to Lamar State College in Port Arthur, but you, you wanted to pursue the D1 route. So you attended SFA with the hopes of walking on. You didn't end up walking on. And after, after the SFA, you played semi-pro basketball in the ABA with the Houston Takers. So just tell us, tell us what that was like, coach. 
<laughs> man, I had a journey. All right. I had a yes, journey. Yes. It's, it's crazy because my mind, <laughs> my mind told me that I was uh division one, but my body and like, even my coach, it was like, coach, you, 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 you D3, you D3. He, he tried right. to get me so raw. said, coach, that's D3, man. You know who I am. Uh, <laughs> they ended up me, man. So I went to Hastings and it's crazy because, you know, uh, the HPE were all in the summer, all the basketball players came over there and we used to put in work. And there was, there's quite a few that was like, man, you need to try out. Uh, but I was like, I'm already, it's already my destination. Mm-hmm. Want to try out. And it's the crazy part. You know, and that's why I try to educate a lot of my students, man, if you're, if you're, you're under the age of you're in the height of six one you, you, they're not even looking at you in tryouts i think that's the biggest thing that that i, I tried out twice and and, and i both times the head coach candidate introduction is casper back in the day and uh coach casper and, and just and just walked out and then i was like nah bro that can't be it see there's some parts i left i left out so yeah. i used to uh, i send my i had tape i send it out to yeah. every coach Maybe maybe a hundred, hundred fifty coaches. Montana State University Billings uh, actually uh, caught the bait. Um, I was about to go over there because one of their players they were about to leave their the Christmas break. So I was about to go over there with Drew from SFA, and he called me last minute and says they got to keep the kid right. So I withdrew already from SFA, right. and I was like, man, I got it. What am I? Okay, forget. It. I'm just gonna go pro, man. Yeah. <laughs> like me going to ABA thinking I went pro. Uh it was a blessing though. Uh yeah. career high in, in, in Monterey, Mexico. Uh, yeah. uh had 30 points. Uh got to play against Dante Stiggers uh before he went overseas and had a illustrious career. But but I realized I'm like, man, this ain't uh I don't think this is this is go this is my path to the NBA. Uh got paid like $75 a day a game. And right. I was like, uh, okay, let me go back get my degree. So uh, I finished uh, two years, get, got my degree in two years, and I, t- I told myself I'm not married. If I don't have any kids, I'm gonna go. I'm going overseas, man. And uh, so I actually went to it's called Bonn, um, a Germany exposure camp. I went wow. to the exposure camp, got me an agent, uh, and, and then they were talking about opportunities. That the the cheapest, I mean, the best opportunity that my my skill set because they 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 evaluated me as average, mind you. This is feedback I'm getting now. That's <laughs> not myself. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so I, my agent said, "Man, you ever thought about uh, playing college basketball in Canada?" I didn't even know they had college basketball in Canada. <laughs> Ignorance, right? So it's not NCAA, right? It's FIBA rules. Yeah. So okay. think about this. I'm trying to play over. You, you know, you know much yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, I, just, I, I just watch the Olympics. That's all. That's the about the, all the FIBA I get. Yeah. But they they weren't Andrew Wiggins yet, man. They weren't Jamal Murray yet, man. Right. It was it's, uh, so I went over there, um, and it was it was a great experience. To, to be honest, it was uh, it was a full scholarship over there at Dalhousie University. Um, but it's crazy because I think my big gap of time made me maybe this is my excuse, but made me lose my purpose and my passion within the game of basketball. Uh, so after that first year, it, it was I'm. I don't got it no more, man. Right. Uh, and, and that was my realization that I'm not making it to the league, man. But it's crazy because the pursuit, chasing, chasing the moon, I was able to be a semi-pro basketball player. Uh, I was able to travel. I was able to uh, get my own self, my offers, uh, potential offers. Yeah. And I was able to learn the tricks of the trade. Um, she was able to find my wife, too. I found her SFA because yeah. I was pursuing that NBA dream. And hopefully it, I'm able to trickle that off to the kids that I'm able to coach now. Man, I love it. I there are there's yeah, like that's there's so much wealth of experience you can share with your kids because you you have done so many different things. And I just yeah, I, I personally love it. And the fact that you didn't mention, but Dal- Dalhousie, that's in Halifax, Nova Scotia. That's yes. the Maritimes. That, that's the not we're not talking Toronto, we're talking the Maritimes. <laughs> we are up here in the Atlantic Ocean, you know, and I and, and- yeah, yeah. How many people can say yep. they've been there? I, that's on my list. I want to go. I want to go to the Maritime someday. I've heard it's beautiful. So you got to do it, and you got your education it is. paid for. It is beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is beautiful. Uh, it's but the, we used to go to bars and poutine. Man, you ever been to Canada? I've been to uh, Ottawa. I've been to Ottawa. Yes. Uh, okay, you got to be out there. I, and I didn't know it was Maritime, man. I thought it was just Canada. I get out there. I said, I'm surrounded by a body of water. And then we go to the bars downtown. They're singing like old pirate tales, man. But it was an experience <laughs> that I, 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 it's on a different level, man. It's on oh, a different man. level. So after you finish your playing career, this is the part where, man, I, 
I can tell like the energy you brought, like I can tell you, I see why you went to LA. You had a little bit of a career as a comedian and, and entertainer. So talk to us about the, the, what, what led you to head out to LA? Uh, and it, this is where it's kind of like uniquely serious, but I know how to laugh at it now. Uh, depression. Okay. Okay. Coming, coming out of, coming out of, uh, you, you're gonna laugh. It's all right, man. It's it's, it's, uh, coming out of uh, realizing I wasn't going to the league. Mind you, because that was me since fifth grade. Right. Right. Uh, Mind you, people try to tell me, but I didn't realize it. I went to my, stayed at my mom's house for like a month and and staring at the walls. Like I had no purpose. I got a degree in business. I'm not even using it. I had no purpose. But when I was in high school, kids used to tell me that. I used to remind them of Martin. Oh, Martin, show Martin. (laughs) And I made them laugh. So I was like, man, maybe, 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 maybe this is a gift. So uh, I, I, there's a, there's a comedy um, contest called smash the mic at the Houston improv. And I was like, man, I'm a, uh, let me go ahead. And maybe, maybe this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it the first time. And if I did my good the first time, this is my purpose. This comedy. So I comedy is a, I, I did it was a, my, my first year of comedy was the wackiest slapstick comedian you've ever seen. <laughs> I had a, like my winning, my winning joke is I had a, 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 a piece of chicken. I pulled out my back. See, it's ignorant. I feel sorry. I'm, I'm sending black people back a hundred years. I feel bad now. <laughs> I, I put a, a, a chicken out of my pocket. And I said, I forgot what I said. And I bit it. And everybody started laughing. Mm-hmm. And I won the contest. I think I won like $500. It's called smash the mic. So from there, I'm like, bro, this is my, I'm a, I'm a first hit. Let me sell my car, sell everything. Moving to LA, went to LA. I uh, was blessed. Uh, I, I was able to be at the com- comedy store, uh, the strip. I had an agent out there, so I was doing like some kind of uh, some local um, casinos in the Nevada area, and I also got to the imp- um, Groundlings. So Groundlings is like yeah. that pathway to Saturday Night Live. If, if, if you know, yes, yes. So I was all the way at level three. And, uh, but mind you, I was doing stand-up, uh, level three. And when I was doing stand-up though, I, I, I drank a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's that liquid you courage that I, I thought I, I needed, yep. but I don't need it now. That's the crazy right. part. So right. I, I think back in the day, it was, it was, I, I had no purpose with stand-up, right? right. Not knowing that it, it's all a part of my journey, but I did it for, to be famous, I suppose, or because that was, what was my next step? And then I, I said, man, I want to, I'm, I'm going to coach. And in LA, you don't have to be a teacher to be a coach. Uh, so I was doing my stand-up, doing my groundlings. And I had a, um, I had a job. I was working like for like direct, direct TV, man, you can, you get the full access right now, man. I love this. I, uh, <laughs> I was working for like direct TV, making like $10 an hour in coaching. And I was coaching this, this school called Pacifica Christian in Santa Monica, California. That school, it would had like the owner of Arm and Hammer's son, uh, that the, the that that movie Now You See Me, um, his the the director's son, uh, he was coaching there, and I got to coach my way, meaning I'm a, I'm a, on the court, I'm I'm a I'm a hold you accountable, uh, I'm a find a way to to challenge your character when I see how you get out off the court, I'm gonna love you to death, and those kids at Pacific Christian and coach Kelsey, who kind of uh, Kevin Kelsey who gave me the foundation of how to coach through Christ in, in, in a sense, mm-hmm. helped me build my foundation of pretty much coaching. And I told myself and I talked to my wife, cause my wife is my, 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 my financial chair and my, the, yeah. the overall seeker. That's only way I'm happy. And that's the only way she, uh, I'm able to do what I can. Cause my wife, she gave me permission. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 so <laughs> I told her, I said, either, either way, which one, whichever one comes first, I'm going to take it either uh, my comedy career or my coaching career. And I'll be honest, I was, I stopped doing stand up and focus more on improv because I was, I was doing great at Groundlands and actually uh, supposed to go through level four and who knows multiverse what happened if right. I would have finished it, man. Right, but right. my purpose was coaching. And I started finding out that uh, uh, just me being able to share my, my experience, share my story and basketball. And I tell my students all the time, basketball is just a platform of leadership. And through this platform, we get to just develop you and challenge your character, help you build a brotherhood, know, build these leadership skills. Uh, and, and I was able to do that just on the basketball. And I told myself, I, said, Hold on, I need to do this thing full time. 
And then I started uh, pursuing my certificate because I already have my degree. And, and then uh, the rest is history over there. And, I, and then from there, I taught in South, I coached in South Central. So different beasts. I don't know how much time you got over there. <laughs> that is, man. Right, right. <laughs> no, nah, man. I mean, I, this is great. We always celebrate firsts on the show. And we always, yep. we always, I always ask, like, did you know you were going to be a coach in college? So the answer for you is no. I mean, no. you, you are doing comedy. You, you are our first working at direct TV. That's another first, you know, that we have on the show. So we got that one. And I mean, it, this is great. You, you are the most, you have the most unique path. You get that award uh, for most unique path. I love it. And, you know, one thing I love about the Knuckleheads podcast, they talk about the various cities where pro ball players come from. And I, I know they yep. talk about a lot. LA for a long time had a drought of NBA players and they were kind of seen as like a little soft, you know, but now this new generation, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, was it, uh, I think Baron Davis is from LA, you know, Russ Westbrook, James Harden, Paul, Paul, uh, Paul George, Kawhi yeah. Leonard. There's a lot coming out of LA. So I want to ask you, you've coached in yeah. Houston, you coached in LA. What was the high school, what was the level of high school basketball like comparing LA to Houston? Hands down. And I, I I was able to coach AAU in LA and Texas as well. Man, mm-hmm. I love LA to death. But hands down, Texas is just like the grit. Like yeah, that. Right. Grind your teeth, groundhouse, uh, LA, and you kind of see it. I think a great example is uh Gonzaga versus Baylor. Mm-hmm. Right? You remember that championship game last yeah. year? Yeah. Baylor, I'm gonna play that tough defense. I'm playing with my chest. I'm being a dog. I'm gonna attack that rack. I'm gonna make those skip passes, but I'm gonna take that contact. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna take that hit. Uh, uh, California is a, is a, is a, is a great talented city, great town of city, mm-hmm. but Texas, man, it's different, man. Right. The Texas, when I coached, um, AAU in LA, Texas, we always got beat busted yeah. by Texas cat. Cause it's a different dog coming from the South, man. No doubt. No doubt. So then you, you come back to Texas. Man, all my love to my LA cats, man. I'll- yeah. <laughs> so you, speaking of Texas, man, you come back, you start your, your Texas career at Morton Ranch High School. This is where you cross paths with Ace, as you called her, Ace Lynn Garza uh, oh. there at Morton Ranch. So just, you got, like, both of y'all, like, when, when she, she lit up when she talked about you. And I, right now you're bowing. You, you, I know where, where audio begins, but Coach OR is bowing to Coach Garza. Tell us, y- y'all just seem like you have so much mutual respect and admiration for each other. Just, just describe that relationship that, that y'all had at Morton Ranch. Man, it's crazy because it's not even the content that we taught. Uh, Coach Herrera taught me how to how to teach. Right? Mm-hmm. She taught me that I, I'm. It's crazy because it, we got to get deep a second. She 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 taught me that I can be myself in the classroom. She was just, she's this magnetic teacher, first and foremost, magnetic leader that everybody attracts her just on her basic personality. So I'm be honest, some people didn't like her, everybody loved her. Think about that. Some didn't like her because they didn't like that positive aura that she always provided. And she was, she led by example. I, I try to tell this every time, but it feels, it feels awkward, right? Because, because she was the, she is the reason why I am, how I am in, in the classroom, uh, on the basketball court, in education. The reason why I, I, I'm, I'm, I found my success in education was be, because the way she taught, she led, allowed me to be who I am. Um, we taught lead worthy together. She was my neighbor teacher. We did weird things. Like it's weird to everybody else, but us, it was live, like red carpet first day of school. We had a banners. When you come to our school classroom, you get that red carpet treatment. And we were just <laughs> wild. That's my, that's my, like my sister. Yeah. Um, and it's just everything that she taught. And I always ask her right now, I, cause I'm, I'm a, I try to be a perfectionist. So if my cleans are, my lifts are inaccurate, uh, I hit her up. Hey, talk to me what I need to improve. Yeah. Well, how do I need to get better? And she's that lifelong, just she's a uh, sister, uh, sister from another mister. Love it. And when you were at Morton Ranch, what was your position with the basketball program? Were you, were you assistant coach or? Yeah, I was first assistant. Um, and I, and like I said, I think the unique thing and shout out to coach Turner as well. He gave me a platform where I got to, um, 
experience and experiment and be a strong part of just the, the, the growth of the program, man. I'm pretty, I'm not sure if you did your research on our success, but the last two years we went uh, um, number two in the state, of course, talent has a huge part of the, to, to do with that, but we we're able to, uh, to throw some things out and, and coach Turner uh, empowered us and he gave us the opportunity to, to, to have a voice within the program and just add so much value to the program. And, and, and he kind of gave me the foundation of how I should do my, 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 my coaches as well. Like a lot of coaches, your success as an assistant is, is, is the launching pad that propels you to your first head coaching job. I experienced a similar situation as a defensive coordinator at Ridgepoint. We were extremely successful. I got my yeah. first job at Aldine as, as head football coach. And, you know, we struggled. You know, we struggled yeah. you know, on, on, on the wins and losses. You're coming to Austin High School, and I know this better than anybody because I'm from there. I, I'm a graduate. I class of 02. I don't know if the basketball team has ever made the playoffs since it opened in 1995. It. Maybe twice? Okay, so there you go. But they never won a game. They never, never won a game. And, and, and so I know that it's been a long period of, yeah. of, uh, of struggle at Austin. So you, you, you're coming to a place, you know, where you, uh, you, you were number two in the state at Morton Ranch, and now you're coming to Austin High School, and, and you're, you're trying to start something. So just describe to the listeners, because a lot of coaches listen to this. Just give us all the advice. I mean, how, how do you – the mentality of being used to winning, and then perhaps you're coming to a place where you're going to take some L's to start. Just, just tell us everything about that yep. transition. Man, and and it goes back to the just just having a, a testament to everything I've learned at Morton Ranch. I think I think that's the that's the biggest thing. I, I think one one of the strongest things uh, that that I learned is I cannot my culture, uh, what I did at Morton Ranch or what I what I brought at Morton Ranch is not necessarily going to be the exact the same thing at Austin High School. Uh, that was my fault year one. Uh, I had we had mind you we two got three guys from my last year's program all playing college basketball, we only won six games, right? Uh, now I'm taking that on the chin because I'm like, all right, these are sets that we did with Eldon Eddie. We're going to bring these sets here, this defense segment. We got, no, we got to build our own culture from scratch. Um, one thing I've I, I learned, I'm a big testament. First of all, I'm a, I'm a student of the game. You, you, you can't grow if you don't know, but you have to have a growth mindset in this game. Uh, if, if you think you're going to do 10 years ago what you're doing this year in basketball, you're not coaching anymore. So I'm at TABC every single year. I, I do a lot of championship clinics just to make sure my philosophies are, are, are aligned. And I pick top three habits. And we focus and we fix it. We focus and we fix it. Uh, last year, here, prime example, we didn't have these kids never had a weight room culture. We have a weight room culture. We have a hundred percent participation, and they're only going to be as invested as you are going to be the coach. Now, I'm be transparent. It's, it's a sacrifice. It's a grind. Um, uh, but hey, you got to get your mental health in check first, and you got to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Right. I have no pursuit of being a college coach. Um, I, I think the, 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 the blessing at Morton Ranch was I met a lot of great parents who taught me how to build a culture. Uh, coach Cryer, LJ's parents, uh, Wesley's parents, uh, the, 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 the Lampkin family, not the AAU coach connections. But we had so much success. We had, we had the number one and number two player in the city and we didn't make it out of state. I think that was this, that reflection of me was like, you're not supposed to be chasing the bag with these kids. Help these kids be the best versions of themselves. Help them build a championship culture, not meaning the championship ring, but championship habits, and then the ring will follow. And then you got to find your style with your players. Like right now, we 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 were a heavy dribble drive team, and we we do a lot of. I want to. You might guess my. I'll get tell you. We're a lot of force week, uh, force week team. How we play. But if I don't have the tools to build that team, A, I got to start from scratch. And one of my advisors, and I talk to him all the time, uh, Coach Woods, Rome ain't built in a day. You got to be patient. And I think when you're impatient, it, it could be a gift and a curse because I'm forcing kids to do something that they're not used to do immediately. Got to build it from scratch. And you got to be patient and let that seed grow. We're on our third year, and I think next year is going to be our best year since I've been here because we were able to build it from scratch. And the students are staying. 
Yeah. Build a relationship first. It's all about relationships with those kids. Once you build that relationships, they like we, the old coaches say, and I'm pretty sure you said it before too, coach, they'll run through the wall for you. That's right. And, and the parents will too. Just build relationships first. Know what you're doing and get the right captains for your ship. Man, coach, this is this. I love this. You know, I was a football player. I was a fat kid growing up that, th- that thought I was a ball. I wanted to be a baller. You know, <laughs> I thought I was a hooper, uh, but I was too fat. And I, I gravitated to football. So I, I love bringing basketball coaches on the show. And I, I, I intend to have many more. I love just, just chopping up with y'all. And I, I love what you said about, you know, you, you can't just bring what you had at your old program and just bring that exact same blueprint. And so anyone listening, I want to highlight that again, what you said that you have to, you have to, it's all about evaluating, right? It, it's doing a great job of evaluating what you have and what's going to be the best in this situation. So I just, I applaud you for that. I agree 100%. I definitely think for coaches listening, uh, that's something to think about. Now, you see, I started this podcast because coaches were always my heroes growing up. And I want to highlight the positive impact that, that, that coaches make on our communities and our young people. I always also like to say this isn't just a coach's podcast. I want parents to listen too. there's so many great parents out there. You mentioned yeah. some great ones you had at Morton Ranch. But occasionally now, as I do my broadcast, I do see some parents in the stands that I think aren't focused on the right things and are, are doing things to bring a negative atmosphere to the game, you know, which I don't, I don't like. So just talking to parents, because obviously the good parents, the bad parents, the common denominator is that they all love their kids. You know, that, that's why they're, they're acting good or bad or whatever and different. So what, would you, what advice would you give to a parent to give their kid the best chance for a great experience and for success? I, I can honestly say that the Austin High School, and you're an alumni, so I, hopefully it was like this when you were. We have, and I'm going to rate us a 10 out of 10. We have some of the best parents at Austin High School. Yes. Like these parents, it's, it's A, the supportive. It's almost, and it's to the point where it's like, how can I help my, my athletes get better? What do you need me to do, coach? Um, I think the biggest thing is, when your child is with the program, trust the coach. Yep. I think that's one of the biggest things. Uh, and I, I mind you, my son, he, he runs track. Uh, and, and I'm the coach that my, my coach has a plan. Mind you, I, I ran track and I was a track coach too. So I have my own philosophies in a sense. And I catch myself sometimes like, oh, okay, no, no, no. Trust the coach. I, yep. I think that the biggest gap we have as parents to coaches is we don't fully trust the coach. Uh, and that, that is uh, not, what is he doing? Right. And then two, we're holding your child accountable. Um, transparency is one of those beautiful forms of, of letting the student reveal who he truly is, but we got to be able to look at feedback as feedback and not as criticism. Um, so being able to be reflective both ways, but when they step on the court and when they step in the door of high school or the AAU practice, trust the coach. Don't sideline talk, don't sideline smack, trust the coach. One thing I love about these Austin parents is they, uh, well, at least they show me, uh, next <laughs> four years from now, I, I see some truth, but uh, they, they, they show that they trust our program. They trust um, uh, what we're doing. They believe in what we're doing. Mind you, there's so many ways to be a successful basketball coach, but here you're doing it with us. So trust our process. And it's hard. Because if you don't see it, but I think the biggest thing, well, at least I'm using all my experience here at Austin, trusting the coach. I love, I love that. I love that. Last week we had Chris Fowles on, uh, or Chris Danzer. Uh, she's the head girls basketball coach at Aldi MacArthur. And she said something similar to you, coach, that I think in yep. our society now that sometimes some parents, sometimes parents don't want their kids to face adversity, you know, or it's always want them to be having success and feeling happy and good. But you said it, you're holding them accountable. That's a good thing. Right. So I, I hope parents listening that we all just we're all embrace that like a coach getting on to your son or daughter is a good thing. The coach is helping. The coach is helping them for sure. I love your story exactly. because you are somebody that you honestly like we, you hear this, the term a bet on yourself. You did that. You, no matter what somebody told you when you were coming out of high school, you, you said, I'm a D1 player. I'm going to the league. And you, you believe and you got an agent and you went overseas. And but at the same time all of us come to that moment where we're told we can't play this game anymore, Yeah, you know? And so you are uniquely equipped, I think, to be a great mentor and leader for kids. And so my question to you is from your journey, like, what would you tell, uh, uh, what do you tell your kid? What do you tell your players 
as they're finishing their career with you and they have their dreams and aspirations, what advice do you give them on, 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 on navigating this game of basketball after high school? It's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy because a, that transform portal has, has uniquely uh, adapted and incorrectly. It's just a lot of kids futures, man, because a lot of high school kids that thought it was three years ago when they can just get an offer. Uh, it, it, it's not that easy as you can. I have a, I have a model that I tell my kids all the time. I told them, I said, that if you're able to be a, a contribution on a varsity team, there's a school for you. And I got that from uh, coach Cryer and I, I kind of, push that envelope as well. Uh, but I want to be reflective. I, I tell them from my experience, mind you, because I, 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 I've, I've coached LJ and I coached Eddie and I see LJ at lunch instead of eating on the gun, shooting a thousand right. makes right. before his next class. And, and uh, this is the path in order to get there. Now, if you don't get there and we tell the freshmen all the time, we need you to maintain at least a 3.0 or better because if D1, because they want to go D1 just because of the name of D1, mm-hmm. not knowing there's a lot of D2s that are better than D1, or <laughs> right. you're not as skilled enough so that D3 money academics, not athletics. So I think the biggest thing is that the freshman year, I give them the outlook. I have them rate themselves too. Where do you think you are? Let's be real now because there's ranking systems out there that says one through whatever, right? And I'm not saying that you can't because, mind you, I bet it on myself. However, statistically speaking, sure. if you're not uh, if you're not top 30 as a sophomore, junior, or a senior, and mind you, those top 30s don't even get offers. Uh, right. Probably the first 10 do. Um, nine times out of 10, it's going to be hard for you to get there. So what is your next step? And then like, I'm going to go JUCO coach. Uh, 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 Juco are division one power five players with bad grades, man, for the most part, not all of them. And then you go, uh, coach, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go prep. I had a player go prep, came back bigger, stronger, faster, but he had the same exact offers that he had before he left. Sure. So I could only, my, my thing is I can try my best to give you the wisdom and the advice that I've learned through my experience and the athletes that I was able to help get to that next level. Um, but there's a lot of, that's sad to say, but a lot of people in athletes' ear, whether good, whether bad, personal trainers, whether good, whether bad. And it's sad because when it's time to show the results, it's too late. Absolutely. No, great advice there, Coach. Now, as far as favorite teams, I love this about you. You, you remind me of Earl Westbrooks, one of our team player alumni, that you also you, you listed g- women's sports in some Yo, of your favorite man. teams, and I love that. I love that we're moving towards that. I actually recently, uh, you know, I bought tickets for the Houston Dash soccer team because I just, I'm starting to really get behind women's athletics and want to support it. I love that you and coach, you know, do that. But you listed your favorite team for the girls as Arkansas, Texas, and Iowa. So this is kind of unique there. So just just fill us in. Why why, why, this is so geographically spread there? Hey man, I got ESPN Plus, man. <laughs> and my, my 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 wife lets me be an addict. Oh, I love my wife today. She lets yeah. me be an addict for basketball. So I got this girl that's like the Steph Curry. Clark, Have you ever right? seen that one? Clark, right? Oh Boy. yeah. Yep. Yep. She, I, she's, she's uh, made for TV. Yeah. I love uh, uh, Mike Neighbors. Uh, I love his transition offense. He comes to TABC. He's coming actually this weekend. Uh, I love his uh, transition offense. I just love the pace that he plays. He makes basketball fun, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Texas, man, Vic Schaefer. I watched Vic since Mississippi State. Uh, I got a lot of kids out here from Houston, but he's a, a aggressive, tough-minded defensive coach um, who holds his kids accountable, but also I I love looking at post game. I love looking at the, I watch, I'm a YouTube guy too. Mm. How the players receive these coaches as well. They love them. Uh, and the girls game, some of these girls could, could bust a lot of these boys, uh, especially those three schools and Clark wait. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge fan, man. Huge fan of the girls game, man. And then on the boys side, of course, listen, U of H, which I'm, I'm also a season ticket holder for that. I'm I, I love oh, that man. team. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Fabian yes, White is, is my favorite. Uh, and you listed Bama and then yep. any team that Shaka Smart is coaching, man, that, 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 those V that run at VCU, I think all of us will always yes. remember and hold dear, uh, you know, in our hearts. Um, and you also listed Marquette up there in Milwaukee. Yep. So do you want to speak to any of, any of those, any of those programs? 
Hey man, that's that's uh that's Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart's at Marquette now. Yeah. I love uh, Shaka since VCU. I, I, when I started coaching, I was one of those ah, 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 full court forty minutes, forty minutes, forty minutes, and I got a four bin man. And, and mind you, we playing against like number twenty four player in ESPN. <laughs> and, right. and I'm saying we can't do that. But Shaka Smart is a is an energy, 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 energy coach who gets the best out of his athletes. And it's, it's sad because I used to go to his Texas uh, coaching clinics every year uh, because just how he coached uh, stole so many nuggets. I think great, great coaches steal well. Uh, And I stole so much from Shaka uh, from uh, Nate Oates at Alabama. They run the dribble drive. Uh, I love that, that, that brand of offense where you're not teaching plays, you're teaching skill and you're teaching them how to play. Um, And it's it's just a blessing to watch them play. And uh, man, Kelvin Sampson, man, he's, if I can count and, no knock to any players that are there, but they ain't had no, e- no ESPN top nothing. And they've been ranked. Uh, besides, of course, I'm a man that said uh, at, at uh, New York, why my mind got uh, blank? Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grimes and Tremont Marsh, who busted us to get to the to state uh, <laughs> the tournament via COVID, but they, the whole history of U of H, they've, they've never had those guys. And, and, and Calvin Sampson found a way to just galvanize a culture where it's like, I'm getting offensive rebounds. I'm being the strongest one in, in that. And you look at it, cause I'm a, I'm a listener. They don't, the selection they give them freedom offensive, the creative freedom. Defensively, though, you're going to play our defense. Mm-hmm. So I tried my best to embody that Kelvin Simpson defense approach with that U of H and Shaka Smart approach. It's just, just, just love how they coach, man. They make it fun. They make they make basketball coaching a, 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 a life instead of a career or a job. I love it. And then NBA, you're a Dubs fan, Golden State Warriors. So, I mean, game, game one is going on right now. I see you kind of looking over your shoulder every now yeah. and then. So, we're, t- <laughs> we're trying to get you out of here by halftime, man. Appreciate you doing this. Now you good, uh, man. Yeah, I'm wearing my Tim Hardaway. Uh, okay. I got, I got my, uh, my home Tim Hardaway uh, jersey here, a little Texas two-step from UTEP, Tim, Timmy Hardaway. So, rocking that for you, coach. And then you said you're starting to so, like this. You're starting to like the Celtics. So, just talk, talk to us about your you NBA. For? Who are you going for? I'm going for the dub. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, Man, Steph, Curry uh, guy. I'm a Steph Curry guy. Yeah. I, I love. Steph. I got a history. Yeah, a lot of people will hate me right now. All right, but I got, I got to say, so uh, uh, Rockets. Been breaking my heart since 94-95. The 94-95 was a great years, man. Yeah. Ever since then, we, we could never find it. And I used to, it's crazy because I may rest in peace, but Kobe Bryant, I used to not like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, his work ethic, his discipline, uh, uh, his, his just pursuit of, of perfection kind of made me fall in love with his, 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 his play. And he was my favorite player, him and Trace McGrady. And then I saw this little puny uh, 6162 kid from Davidson, man, uh, killed the NCAA tournament. And I said, man, this dude's going to be somebody. And, and, and next thing you know, he's Steph Curry. And I, I love how they play. They play team basketball. I always tell everybody they play college basketball in the NBA. They play good help side defense. They move without the ball. Nobody's really ball dominant. We got to fix Jordan Poole because he's kind of getting ball dominant. Uh, uh, but they, they play a fluid pace. And they look like they have fun. Uh, uh, playing with each other, and I'm glad they haven't broken up them up yet. And Celtics, man, Marcus Mars is tough as they come. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, he's, he's 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 freakishly going to be a superstar if he's not that already, man. And I just love that first year coach that got the opportunity, Emery Doka, uh, mm-hmm. and just dominating within the culture that they have, man. It's just it's a system basketball. So my hope is Celtics versus Warriors, and I'm biased. I'm going to pick my Warriors, but it's going to be a good match of, of team basketball. Let's Love go it. back to team basketball. Love it. Love it. And that kind of, maybe last year as well, right? Bucks and Suns. I mean, similar? Yeah. Yep. You know, sim- yep. similar thing. Like those, it seems like now, those are the teams that are making it. It's not, it's not necessarily just get three ball dominant superstars, you know, or something. Like I'm, I'm with you, coach. I love it. All right. Now exactly. it's time for, we're going to move to our favorite part of the show. It's the start bench cut portion. This is brought to you by our good friends at MVP marketing group, a turnkey marketing solution for schools. They got testimonials from uh, hall of famer, uh, the AD at Denton ISD, Joey Florence, other clients include Salina, Crowley, Mesquite, and Southwest athletic center in Carrollton, just to name a few. Give, give Mike Vogler, the CEO uh, a call. He'll tell you more about what they do and see if it's a good fit for you. I got his contact info in the show notes. He's a good, he's a personal friend of mine. 
he'll treat you right. So, and if, if you tell him that coach Kobo sent you and you use the service, they're going to work in a discount for you. So thank you to our good friends at MVP marketing group. All right, coach, I got a couple special ones prepared for you here. So as our fans know, this is the start bench cut, right? So I'm saying, I'm gonna give you three names. You got to start one, you got to bench one, and then one of them's got to go. So let, let's, this is like groundlings, so, right? This is yeah, improv right. right here. You got to think on your feet. <laughs> you know, so we'll have some fun Let's with do it. it. Let's do it. Now, I got to be careful here because I know you're a little bit younger than me, but I think you're going to know these guys. This is a special H Town late 90s ballers edition. So just okay. tell me if, if this is too early, but I got three ballers from H Town in the 90s. You, you should know this guy, Rashard Lewis out of A. Lee Felsick. Uh huh. And Mika Okafor out uh-huh. of Bel Air. Yep. And then Close to my heart, I watched this guy at Wheeler Fieldhouse throughout my high school career, TJ Ford wow. out of Willow Ridge. Start you making it tough cut. on me. Yep. You making it tough cut. on me, man. Two things. Oh man, it's crazy. You making it tough for me, man. First of all, TJ Ford and uh, and Rashard Lewis, they're doing big things for the for the for the youth right now, man. Awesome. TJ Ford got his own facility out there. RL9 got their own facility out there. Oh man, you're gonna make me uh offend my my my, my city, man. You I might was, have to go uh, back to Ailey if you don't <laughs> No, I, I'm thinking about this because sixth through eighth grade is crazy. Uh, uh, um TJ Ford is like six foot. I was watching them in middle school. I used to watch them when they played Hastings, and I was like, bro, two state championships in a row. Yeah. All right, but I got to be loyal to the SWAT, man. I'm starting <laughs> Rashard Lewis. <laughs> there you right. go. Uh, 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 um, TJ Ford, man, I would start you, but you ain't from the SWAT, man. But you're on the bench because okay. you, 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 you are the foundation of point guard, man. Right. Uh, uh, Houston basketball and uh, Mecca Uncle Ford, you ain't go to Southwest of Fort Bend, man. Yeah. But you will beast. So yeah. I gotta catch you, brother. I love it. I love it. I love it. That was fun. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay in the H Town edition. I'm gonna give a couple newer ones with one old vet. But these, these again, these are H Town people. All right. Let's go ahead and go. Jimmy Butler from Tomball. Okay. He's up. He's up okay. there north of town. Jimmy Butler from Tomball, current yeah. player. He's still still playing against your Celtics right now. Yeah. Clyde Drexler. U of H alum, and he went yep. to HISD. He's a Sterling. He was a Sterling Raider. So we got Clyde the Glide. And then another newer one, De'Aaron Fox out of Cy Lakes. So we got De'Aaron Fox, Clyde Drexler, and Jimmy Butler start bench cut. Man. All right. So I told you 94, 95 was my was was the only was the time I love my Rockets, man. And they brought us home a championship. So you know I gotta go start my man Clyde the Glide. Hey, Drexler, baby. Uh, okay. uh let's go. Uh then um Butler, love how he plays defense, man. But you you can't start over Clyde, man. He's he's gritty, he's grindy, so I'm benching him. Oh man, you gonna I, I, I remember this silence. You gonna make that's wrong. I wouldn't <laughs> really cut D Fox, but for his purposes, man, he got to earn his time. I think next year with Mike Brown, they want to play off, but I gotta cut him. I gotta okay. cut you, D Fox. He's young. He's young. You know, J- Jimmy Jimmy's proven himself. I, I, I'm with you. I, I get. I totally get that. So we're gonna have to cut De'Aaron Fox. Uh, we're gonna start Clyde the Glide, and then uh, Jimmy coming, Jimmy Six Man off the bench. That's right. All right, let's do an NBA playoffs edition. All right, let's NBA do it. NBA playoffs edition. Luca, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry. Man, oh, <laughs> Luca, Jason Tatum, and Steph Curry start bench. Cut. So, like, I'm on first take now. Right, with 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 with, with, with Steph Curry. The, the, the good thing about Steph Curry is he doesn't need the ball to be an impactful player. And, and, and you better not leave him open now. So Steph Curry, we got to put him in the starting lineup to roam around, to uh, distract guys on defense. I'm going with Curry. I'm going with Steph Curry. I got to start him. Oh, man. You're making me think hard, man. All right. So, man. I like them both, but I got to choose. I'm more loyal to Tatum just because the new NBA, you got to be able to shoot it. I think he has Kobe-esque moments, um, but Luca has LeBron-esque moments. I'm more of a Kobe fan than LeBron, so I got to bench Tatum, cut Luca. Steph, you my starter, hands down. Davidson High School. Love it, love it. And Coach, Listening to you, I, I, if I had closed my eyes, I would have thought you were Stephen A. Smith. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm loving J.J. Redick on first take. I, I know you're not going to go back to showbiz, and you love what you're doing yeah. at Austin High School, and I love it. But it, 
I would sub, I would sub you. I would cut Stephen A. Smith and start you with JJ Reddick, and I would watch that show every day. So uh, I love it. All right, this is fun. Let's keep it going, man. So you you you're in it. LA. Let let's do let's do the LA Ballers edition. Okay. Start bench cut. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. I know you're an H Town guy, so James was with us for a long time. And a little bit of a throwback here, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller is an L.A. guy. So the sharpshooter. So uh, I got Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Reggie Miller start bench cut. Man, am I trying to win or am I trying to have fun? That's, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the coach, man. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to put out there? <laughs> so I think if – Westbrook was able to be tamed because I love his dog mentality. He never cheats a play, uh, never puts out. I just love dudes like that. Like him and Butler are, are cut from the same cloth. Yeah. The only difference is uh, um, Butler's winning. Um, I go Westbrook, man. I know I, I know what I'm going to get out of Westbrook every single day. Um, uh, man, Reggie Miller, got to be number two, man. He, he's that foundation of that shooter. He ain't Steph. I ain't yeah. fit nobody, but he right. had foundational shooter. Mm-hmm. And then man, Jay's hard, man. He got he got he got work to do, man. Uh, no 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 pun no hate intended, but just out of those three, out of those three, man. <laughs> man, hey, th- this is a theme on the Team Player Podcast. Adam Ramirez came on here, and he he was not giving James the beard any love either. So it seems like my Team Player community they're they're not high on James Harden. So that's just, I don't know. That's something I've observed here, but you, you're going to, you're going to go for us. You love the dog in him, and you're going to have Reggie coming off the bench to get you. He's a great guy off the bench. because He's going to fill it exactly. up. With threes, and exactly. then you, got, you got James going to have to go is going to get cut. Sorry, okay. man. I like this one a lot. So now we're going to, you know, we're talking more like six, seven dudes or forward, you know, you know, okay. forward types, Paul George, Paul Pierce, Kawhi Leonard. These are all three LA guys. Paul George, Paul Pierce, Kawhi Leonard. Start bench cut. Who, what, why, and Kawhi? You know, Kawhi <laughs> got it. He, he, he's my guy, man. I, I, I don't like his character because he doesn't have one, right. but I love his. You know what you're getting out of Kawhi, too. He reminds me of Jordan a lot when he plays. Right. Uh, he reminds me of his movements of Jordan, so I got to go Kawhi. Man, I remember the Lakers versus Celtics, man, where Paul Pierce went in like he was limping and came out like a G and finished it out. I'm benching him. You need to do like that in the locker room. Paul George is crazy because he's been in the league. He's been in the league so long. He still needs to define himself. So unfortunately, you got to go, Paul. <laughs> going to lose Paul. So we're going to cut Paul. Uh, we, so we're going to start Kawhi. We're going to get Pete, uh, Paul George off the bench, and we are going to have to cut Paul Pierce. No, Paul Pierce is on the bench. Oh, Paul, Paul Pierce George. Bench. Paul George. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah, yeah. Okay. So Paul George coming off, coming off the bench. Yeah. Oh man. I got one more for you, coach. Do, I know you, you talked about man. 94, 95. I know you're a little bit younger than me, so but it's a this is a retro doves edition. Can, can you this remember run TMC? No. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the names. And so if you tell me if, if you just don't remember these players, but run TMC was Mitch Richmond, yes, Jamie Hardaway. Yeah. Yes, Chris Mullen. So yes, they, you got to be the name. See, I wasn't, I wasn't hip like that. But I know exactly who you're talking they about. They were, yep. They went by Run TMC at the time, and so Mitch Richmond, Timmy Hardaway, Chris Mullen start bench cut. Yes. Oh man. Oh, so I, my crossover back in the day. Yeah. So me and my boy Brown, we 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 yeah, we created our, our volume mixtape. We used to play and act like N one players. So uh, we used to do the between the legs crossover. So Tim Hardaway, you gotta be my starter. You gotta be my starter, Tim Hardaway. <laughs> uh, we, 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 oh, you did it again, Coach. <laughs> we we know Mitch Rich, Richmond, uh, oh Charlotte Hornet, Mitch Richmond, right? Yeah, he I think he might have been he's Sacramento Kings where he was at his peak at, at the height of his power. After he left Golden check. State, after he went after he left Golden State, he went to Sacramento. Oh, and Mitch, Mitch, yes. Mitch I'm Richmond. sorry. Yes, Mitch. Yes. Mitch Richmond, give me the third one with Tom and M- Mullins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't see Mullins play. Okay. Don't be That's mad fair. at me. I didn't see Mullins. That's so I got fair. a bitch, Mitch Richmond. Mullins, I just seen him coach at uh, yeah. St. John's, man. I'm sorry. Okay. So cut Chris Mullins out. <laughs> For me, and the knuckleheads talk about this a lot, to me, Mitch Richmond is one of the most underrated players of all time. Everybody yeah. talks about he was a problem because he was like, he was 6'5", he was big, he was strong, he was physical. You talk like Jordan, 
he always says yeah. Mitch Richmond was a dude, you know? So I, I, I like that, but I, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, everybody loves the Texas two-step, man, that crossover <laughs> dribble for Timmy Hardaway. So I, I'm not going to fight you on that one. So that, that was fun. Man, coach, this was fun. I, th- and, and again, for parents listening, we started this thing at like 8, 8.30 at night. Coach is in San Antonio right now. If, if there was a little bit of a lag, he's doing this off his phone in San Antonio. This is the life of coaches. This is the amount of time that they are putting in, and Coach is still gracious enough to stay up and do this while his dubs are playing. <laughs> I, I broke my promise. I didn't get you out in halftime, but you're going to be there in the third quarter, I believe. So, uh, oh, it's perfect. I don't- <laughs> yeah, it, it's perfect. Th- th- these are how much th- – these are kind of people that are, that, are, that are coaching y'all's kids, and I just – I love it. That's why we do this show. Please take a moment to give us a five-star review. This drives us up the charts so more people can hear the stories from Coach Make a Difference. And tell somebody. Like stuff, stuff can start at ground roots. If you're loving this, tell all your friends. Let's get more like-minded people in here. We're building a community. Hit the follow button to subscribe and hear new episodes as soon as they come out each week. And follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore Kobo. That's Coach underscore K-O-V-O for all the latest team player podcast updates. If you're about this team player life and you're digging the show, we want to hear about it. Hit us up at teamplayerpodcast at gmail.com. We lift up our own inside the team player nation. Many of our team player alums started out as fans of the show that reached out to me and uh, we got them on the show. I came looking for you because I heard Aislinn said you were, you were the real deal. So I came looking and boy, I'm glad that I did. Yes, sir. As always, the cover art and music for the team player podcast is provided by two of my former players that I'm so proud of. Uh, the cover arts by Kaiser St. Cyr and our intro and exit music is one more good enough from Avrion's self-titled debut album. You can find his music on all platforms by searching for Avrion. That's A-V-R-I-O-N. Man, coach, you, you, you are great. Again, Stephen A., as soon as he retires, I, I, I want you to put, take this podcast and send it in uh, up there to Connecticut where ESPN is at. But coach, coach Chris O.R., thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It's been a blessing, man. Thanks so much for having me, man. Uh, keep up what you're doing, man. I, I, I love your podcast. You got me addicted from Aceland's one. Uh, so keep it up, coach. Thank you so much, man. Oh, you're welcome, Coach. Thank you so much to all the team players out there for your support, and we'll catch you all down the road. It always feel like I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head. Lost my mind, insuring them, I'm just fine, I'm good enough, but I need one more boy, and one more line, record the track just one more time, my family think I bumped my head, lost my mind, insuring them, I'm just fine, I'm good enough, but I need one more boy, and one more line, record the track just one more time, my family think I bumped my head, lost my mind, insuring them, I'm just fine, I'm good enough, I'm Truth be told, I need some therapy Initially ain't do it voluntarily But now I got a legacy 